chosen me. Pazuzu's Reagan. He's gone. <laughs> Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with the premier, the go-to bug wrangler in Hollywood, Stephen R. Kucher. The fact that he found us watching team wolf two on tv and then he goes oh i want to watch that scene of the of where i made those those fleas again and he <laughs> youtubes and then somehow finds our review not any clips from the movie and watch the entire review and tells us in the email how he did it and uh he's a lifelong friend of the podcast he just emailed i sent jamie the email he sent me he said any questions you have about bugs and movies i'm your guy which is pretty special so yeah so of course we talked about the sequel that he worked on he worked on a few other ones but i feel like i just had to we had to do this one because this was like his first ever movie and it was a big job for him he was on it for four months and after seeing the movie i I see why because he was working with the grasshoppers and they're throughout the entire movie of course i'm talking about the sequel that everyone clamored for, Exorcist 2, The Heretic. And before I talk about that at all, I got to introduce you to my partner on the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you? I'm okay, Doug. How are you doing? I, I don't know. Doug, did we have to do this movie? Because uh, I I, I, I'm going I'm to come out right now, and I'm sure you know the angle I'm going to come at. But this movie was horrendous. And this and, might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm going to admit uh, it right now before okay. we bring well, well, hold on. Our don't get crazy. On. All right. We've seen some bad movies. Oh, I, no. I don't know if this is the worst. This is on mirror, the Mount Rushmore. Mirror, mirror. I mean, I'll still watch this. I'd rather mirror, watch Mirror, watch- Mirror because there was endearing moments that made uh, me laugh. Okay. All right. But I, I did a little research and I read that this is known as one of the worst sequels of all time. Yeah. I wish I knew that going into this because then I would have said, let's pick a different movie because this movie is really bad. And I watched it at 12 o'clock at night. Didn't get over. It wasn't done until like around two. If I knew how bad it was, I definitely would have tried a different day to watch it. It was rough. It was so rough. And I'm going to admit this right now because it was very slow. The dialogue was slow. Ugh. I watched this at one and a half speed and I don't think I missed anything. You didn't. And, and, and I know we have a guest to introduce, but I wanted to say that I almost feel like this movie was like they didn't know what they were doing and they were just throwing a bunch of stuff together and and just had an, an outcome. I mean, it was a two hour movie, which Ugh. makes no sense. So anyway, uh, I'm yeah, this movie stinks. Well, if you're watching a video, you see our guest. It's a it's a father, father Peter, <laughs> Peter Charbonneau, father McNeely, uh, father McNeely which uh, uh, Peter's an awesome guy. We were on his podcast earlier in the year, which is crazy. I think it was like way back. It was cold out out here. I think it was like March or April. Fan to fan podcast. Him and Bernie, just it, it's so cool the way they take so many people from their Friday night watch along, uh, which is a lot of people, and they've had. Canon film guy. They had Austin on, which is pretty rad. And they have a lot of cool people yeah. that they talk to. And uh, so Pete, welcome. 
Well, Jamie, Doug, thank you so much for having me. I can't believe uh, uh, we're going to talk about Exorcist 2. I can't believe I had to watch Exorcist 2 again for the first time in many, many years. <laughs> well, uh, did, did you know you were going to watch this movie? Like, did you ask Doug to watch this movie or did we, Doug uh, just, this is the movie Doug chose for you? Because if he did... I would have a question of why, like, your relationship with Doug. Because if he made you sit through this movie without you knowing, oh. He did reach out and he did mention Exorcist 2. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original. I think a lot of people are fans. It's a classic. Um, yeah. I lived in D.C. for a period of time. One of the first things I did when I moved to D.C. was to go to the Exorcist steps because, as one does as a, as a movie fan. <laughs> uh, and then right before I left, uh, they had a dedication uh, of the Exorcist steps by the DC uh, Film Commission. So uh, William Peter Blatty and William Friedkin were there. Uh, they had tubular bells playing at the bottom. They were at the top of the steps signing like books and DVDs. It was it was kind of neat. So um, so yeah. So I have like a, a a great affinity for the original. I had seen Exorcist two when I was a kid on cable. So I was intrigued when uh, when Doug was like, "We're going to do Exorcist two. I was actually kind of excited. So I was like. I remember this being like a piece of shit, but maybe uh, maybe it's maybe it's aged well. Um, but it, as you can tell, I'm just drinking straight from the bottle tonight. Uh, that might just give you a hint as to what what I thought of that. You should have done that before you watched the movie. It might have made I've it been, more I've, enjoyable. I've been drinking since uh, Monday when I watched it. I have, I have not stopped. Can we can we break the rules and just talk about the first movie instead? No, we can't do that. But here's a weird fun fact: I had this neighbor growing up that rented an apartment. Like above my neighbor's house, he had like this weird like back. It almost was like a treehouse sort of connected to the house. But I remember him telling me that when he was a kid, he grew he grew up wherever they filmed this movie. They they filmed that scene in D.C. So maybe he grew up in D.C. But I remember him telling me that when I was really young, he was like, "Yo, you know, my dad, uh, he was a taxi driver and he was a driver in Exorcist." And I'm like, I was so young, I was just like, "Wow, really cool." But I didn't think about that until I watched this movie. Because when the taxi driver later in the movie, is it on Prospect Street, the actual house, or no? I I think that was all done on the soundstage, from what I remember. Okay, reading. like they were not they were not permitted to use um, the location. Which again, I don't want to get into too many tidbits of, of info because I just want to dive into this you know <laughs> uh, piece of garbage that we watched. But um, the, the the actual house, like the the McNeil house, uh, if you were actually in Georgetown is set away from the steps. So like in the original, when father Karras like leaps out and tumbles down, like that would be like, you kind of need like, um, like a gymnast springboard to like leap out the window to kind of hit yeah. the steps. So that's like a little bit of movie trickery, but I think for exorcist two, I think it was all like recreated on the soundstage. You mean when the guy fell down the cliffs, did they have like a spring, like a, a mat? Oh, oh no, no, I have that. That was real. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> no stunt, no stunt men were used <laughs> or, or harmed. In that. <laughs> no, I mentioned that because when later in the movie, which I'll just talk about this part real quick while it's on my mind, when the, they say, take us to eight prospect street. And the, the cabbie has this look like, no, I ain't going like, oh, there. Sh- no. Why? Yeah. But he was really oh, desperate man. for the fare, obviously. Cause he, he's kind of just like shrugged his shoulders. Like, all right. <laughs> he needed it. Hey, I get, I had an Uber driver take me from New York city like two weeks ago and I was fucking hammered. I don't know why he <laughs> but, drove me, but he wanted that. Well, you know, fuck I, fare. that cab driver though, like no one really cared about. I mean, Obviously, what happens to him later on, and they just forget about him. 
I mean, so it is. I mean, you know, so I mean, oh, all right, we got to get into this because I, I'm, oh, like, I'm, start, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to get angry now. So you know, yeah. get angry, get angry, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it because the person I want to talk about it shows up really early, and it's so funny that back to back weeks we cover two of the not worst movies because I want to say. Return of the Killer Tomatoes is the worst movie no that way. Clooney was ever in. No, 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 oh. no. But I'm saying, but Louise Fletcher, Nurse Ratchet, who recently passed her, passed away. We've covered Grizzly too, which she's in that, and then she's in That's this. Right. And what is she doing in this movie? Like <sighs> her, the 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 whole the pods and the uh, that well, whole office well, is the most yeah, bizarre okay. thing ever. I'm a I'm a designer for a children's hospital. There's a whole lot of HIPAA violations going on in that, in that <laughs> clinic. That's all. That's all I know. They definitely don't believe in privacy at all in that in that in that place. So uh, yeah, it's like an aquarium. It's like it's like a human aquarium. But like this whole cast, I mean, this is like a this is like a literal like Oscar worthy cast of, of in this movie. And it's following such a like I, I mean, Exodus was huge. So like, how do you how do you follow that movie? What how many years apart were like three years, four years, four like, years, like four, four years, years, right? So how do you follow such a big? Mo- I understand it's hard to make that sequel match the original, but to to go from top to like the bottom like that, like that's like how do you do that? Like I it just oh. They took this it, is an they early took it sequel. in some really weird places. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like when you think of sequels, it was the Planet of the Apes movies, Godfather. Like before yep. that, there wasn't sequels. A jo- Maybe they got jealous of how good Jaws did. Is Jaws 2 came out 70 or 78, same year. So I oh, wonder. Really? If that early? Oh, wow. like week. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, because Jaws came out 75. So I think the sequel came out two or three years later. So maybe they're like, hey, maybe because that sort of that worked. Well, you, you know, it's I didn't know anything about this movie. And when I put it on, I mean, I can't stand the long credits that. Oh, my like, God. Balls, I wrote that. that the okay. balls people had back yeah, then. Yeah, I know. The I've, fact, it, even like Disney cartoons, when I watch my yes, daughter, I'm like, everything. Holy I know. Shit. You, you literally have the whole crazy. list of every person that was involved in a movie, like right in the yeah. beginning. But hearing the music. I was like, you know what? All right. I could see this is going to be a creepy movie. It's going to be, you know, it's like, I had no idea it's a bad movie. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I like, you know, the music is good. I can't stand the credits, but you know what? The creepy music is setting the stage. And so I did have high hopes for the movie and that quickly changed real oh. fast. <laughs> Dude, I thought when this movie opened up, I thought we were at a party. I thought it was a Halloween show- party. I said, I wrote that yes. Halloween party. I'm like. Dude, it looked like there was people like holding like almost like solo cups hanging out and like the they're all in costume. That they, they look like they yes, were in costume. Yeah, it was a weird like I the the direction it went in was so far away from what I thought it was going on. Yeah, we get a girl just uh, <laughs> dude. The the thing that made no sense. It almost made it seem like so. There's a girl that sounds like Reagan. The way she's like chanting like it, it was a, almost the same voice as the the first movie and then we have you know max of uh, what's his name max fans max van solo or someone so, so. yeah what else is he in like big movie wise i'm sure he was in a ton of stuff oh he was he wasn't a ton yeah. but he, i think he had like top billing in this movie and right didn't he have i, think I thought Bert, he had, i think Burt lancaster top, yeah. still had Higher billing than no? Did he? You mean Richard Burton? Wait, did, oh, Richard did Burton. you say Burt Lancaster? <laughs> I, I, I'm all like, if they wanted to shoehorn Burt Lancaster, I don't know if he was still living at the time, but he, he certainly could have made it any worse. Oh, 
man. But yeah, so you get the you get the father coming over, and this girl is just screaming like Reagan, and he comes for holy water to save her, and then as soon as he does that, everybody's like pissed at him. Yeah, like everybody starts like chanting porque. Well. The, these this is the same people that got mad at the other priests later on also right oh, the same, yeah. same. No, so they were thinking they're a different country oh they are i think so i mean it doesn't matter well, okay <laughs> so okay so <laughs> i'm i'm like yeah the, different the, country the, yeah definitely the languages that were going on in this, in this movie changed so much in the same different country i mean i heard like there was like an Indian accent at one point, but then I thought or I thought it was, there was like another like accent. Like I was I was confused where they were throughout the whole this whole movie. I don't think you were alone, Jamie. <laughs> okay, good. I, I don't think they, I don't think they knew where they were in, in some of these movies. But no, the fact that everybody turns on him and goes "Por qué, Por qué," and starts chanting, and then she throws a candle on the ground, throws it at the walls, and the whole place is burning. The thing that made zero sense. Was the fact that everyone was just staring. Nobody yeah. was like going to either help her or run, which are the two options there. Well, she was, I, yeah, but she wasn't, she was just standing there in the middle of the fire. Yeah, she was just hanging out. Yes, yeah. Well, and the crazy, yeah, because you're exactly right, Doug. Like, like Richard Burton is like Father Lamont. And so he's like there to like perform an exorcism, I think. But then once, like, yeah, once she like self immolates and she's like just standing there burning, like he's just like, looking at her along with everyone else. Like he's not, he's not really doing any much of anything. Yeah. But, like, but wow, maybe he's thinking like, this is the easiest way to get rid of the demon. Just let her burn alive. And then you don't have to worry about anything. Is that how it works? Much, I, that, that's, I, I like well, that I don't have a lot of experience with demons, but I'm assuming that's a quick way to do it. <laughs> and Jamie I think what just it was, real. He has no, no demons. No I think demons. what he's trying to do was kind of parallel, like the beginning of the original where like father Marin's like in, uh, Egypt or Ethiopia or wherever and he finds like the the statue and so this is it, it seemed like they were trying to echo that to be like oh let's bring you back in remember the exorcist like the beginning like he's on that dig it's like well here's yeah. you know here's Richard Burton just you know chewing the scenery from like moment one and it doesn't really let up until the end of the movie just doing Richard Burton things throughout the oh. I have a clip the in this movie time. I have a, I have a clip in this movie that I'm not even joking I don't know how it made it in the movie, which it, it's it's actually not that far, but I found it online and I'm like, how do I not? It, we'll get to it, but it, there's a lot so of clips crazy. that you that will question how they made it in the movie. What do you mean? The so, POV of the flying locust grasshopper? Well, <laughs> be, wait, be, besides that or when Richard Burton is actually breaking the, the fourth wall and he's looking at the camera at that one point <laughs> at waiting for an answer from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So, and then from somebody, there, we somebody save me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save me from this. Or he's like, it, "Why am I in this movie?" Like, I, you know, I, I, it must be what he's thinking. I but think if you, was, if if anybody listened to the listeners, like uh, the Stephen Kutcher, when he was working on this movie, everybody was on the set of this movie because I think his sequels were like, "Oh my god, they're gonna like try to build on a first movie." Let's. Uh, Let's go on set. He said like Clint Eastwood was hanging out. Like there was a bunch of people hanging out on the set. Maybe because they were like, oh, my God, Ned Beatty's in this movie. And oh, what's he doing? He flies a plane for two minutes. Is that well, what he's I, doing? I, I think I think, you know, without seeing the script, everybody was like excited because the first movie was you know so good. They're like excited to just see what's going on, like without knowing anything, you know. So, I mean, I get that. I mean, everybody was ex- I'm sure was excited that the sequel is coming out. 
I just want to know if like the people making this movie, did they think they had a good movie or oh. were they like upset at the end saying we're really putting out some trash? Chris, I mean, I, I'm, I'd be curious what they thought of their final product. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not scary, right? Like it's not at all. For, it's like an exorcist movie, but there's really nothing scary about it. I think the scariest thing honestly was listening to, uh, <laughs> to Stephen Kutcher's like telling that story about like on this on set at the end when like the, uh, the, the rig, failed on the on the bed and like that and the stunt the stunt yeah. actress almost got hurt like that's literally like that was more terrifying than anything that you'd find actually watching the movie well i thought this i thought the annoying chanting scream when the when you when they were going to africa was pretty scary <laughs> well i think the end scene was like <laughs> what you'd want more of it's yeah. just that the build wasn't there then uh, there was no just, build to get to that end point if if that was the end of the movie in the beginning, there was just more to it. Like I thought it was cool that it was set in New York. I'm like, you know what? But they don't use New York at all. The only thing we get out of New York is New York Penn Station for a few minutes. And then we get her living in, I don't know, what does Sharon do for a living? That she's living in this high-rise apartment, which, dude, I'm not even kidding. Why is there gaps in the railing on the penthouse? Yeah, who's well, who's doing the code, well, coding well, on that building? Where where is the mom throughout this whole movie? She, oh, so she so she's an act, you know, so she's like a famous actress per the first movie, right? So yeah, Ellen Burstyn didn't want to did, wanted no part of the sequel. Okay, and so they're like, okay, well, we'll just write her as being like off shooting another movie. And yeah, so, but 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 your daughter just went through a traumatic experience. You're gonna well, leave four her. Four years. It's four years. They they aim. Uh, it's four years, and they're still doing psychological tests on her. So clearly, she's still not well. How do you leave your daughter for this long? I, I would I would argue that if Father Lamont doesn't show up and uh, Doctor Tuscan, like if if the two of them, I think if they were like out of this, Reagan would be completely fine. I think they totally, oh, they totally fucked the whole thing up. Like she was doing yeah. perfectly well. Didn't remember anything. She was living a, a good life. life. She was happy. Tap Ridiculous. Yeah, tap dancing. Come on. Just let adults, just let, man. Just let her do her <laughs> Every thing. movie. Bad adults. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what this is like. Maybe the change of Linda Blair's career. I don't know what her arc was. But like from here, I feel like this is when she's in like 80s movies after this po- point. The, like very like skimpy clothes and stuff. Because the fact that she's in high school. And in this movie, I don't know what she really is age wise, but the fact that she's like in a high school play, very like a risque outfit. Well, well, okay. So I, I have since we're you just kind of mentioned that, and yes, I mean, I, I think she's she's probably like sixteen, seventeen in this movie because she looks young. But what the, the play, the tap dancing, what is that for? Because it, I feel like that are they the patients at the hospital? No, she's in high. No, that's in high school. Yeah. She's it is. They didn't yeah. talk about high school. She didn't talk about school at all. No, she's uh, 18 in this movie. Okay. She is. Okay. Re- she looked young. And regardless, though, where they talk about school, they didn't talk about school at all. Like they, they talk ma- about it. But no, that was like a high school play, even though there was only when they show the actual play happening later in the movie. I don't want to talk about that yeah. full scene. There's no joke, like 60 people watching. That. I'm going to say it's not a high school play because why is Nurse Ratchet there? Because she I cares think, about her. No, I think it's I think it's the people. I think it's the patients. I think that's who's doing the play. Oh, that that could very well be because well, they don't talk about school at all. Like you just talk about classmates, homework, school. Nothing with school at all is never mentioned. There's a lot of kind of random scenes. Oh, there are that just kind of just get thrown in there for like three seconds to be like, oh, in case you forgot, like Reagan's over here doing something, and it's literally her like. <laughs> Oh, oh! Look at these doves. She like throws one up and it <laughs> flies away, and then that's literally the end of the scene. 
Yeah. <laughs> so bizarre. Which you thought that was going to be something evil to show like something was in her. No, she's throwing a dove in there. Almost like when she's talking to that girl in, in the in the open in the open if you're watching the video. That little girl is the girl from Three's Com- uh Three's Company. Different strokes. I I, I love that was the my favorite part of the movie. I was like, my like, holy <laughs> shit, it's Kim- Kimberly Drummond is sitting there talking to Linda. <laughs> that was Kimberly Drummond? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I used to be possessed. Oh no, don't worry. He so, the man's okay. gone now. Gone. She says that so nonchalantly, like yeah, yeah like like it's like, so like it's nothing. And she's smiling and like yeah. so like so okay. So she says that, but she doesn't remember anything about that. Right? So yeah. She she's just she's assuming she was possessed based on because even the nurse doesn't believe she was a possessed, correct? Or no, she she lies. the The father knows the whole time. No, the father knows. Like she, but but the yeah, nurse, she knows see, too. She's pretending. She believes her for some reason. Well, th- she makes a comment like the exorcism actually ma- made things more difficult for her. Or she said something like that. She goes. She said it made things more harder for her because they did an exorcism on her, which didn't make sense because she pref- prefers her with a demon in her. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I I don't know I, I, again I feel yo, yo she goes the exorcism exorcism made the progress worse is what she said. I don't know how that makes sense of you if you have a if you have like some kind of disease you need medicine to fix it what was she going to do go on living that way? I but I'm 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 thinking the nurse doesn't believe there was an exorcism. That's what, because oh, later the nurse yeah, believes her at all. Well, because no, until I, later yeah, on, she, she kind of says it. She's like, uh, she, I'm, a, you know, she's got her therapy, so she thinks that whatever happened was trauma, trauma, but not not an exorcism. Because at the end of the movie, she's like, now I understand. So yes. I don't oh think God. she. So I don't think she thought it was an exorcism. I just think she thought she had mental issues or something or some kind of traumatic event. I don't think she believed there was a. That's why she's not on the same page with the priest. Yes, I think she she might. She might believe that an exorcism was performed. I think she believes Correct. that, but she Correct. doesn't believe that she was possessed by a demon. Correct, and that's yeah. why she said that. That's why the exorcism hurt her progress because that's not the that's not what she needed, and that's what the nurse is thinking. Yeah, uh, so she, okay. she have to break out the the super flashlight strobe light to. Uh, oh my okay. god! To okay. to what a, can, can we what talk a prop. about this? What this a prop! Wait, <laughs> it barely fits on his head. It doesn't cinch. It like you would think something like that. Okay. Like, just think a few years later in Ghostbusters, what they have on the heads, it's super tight. You're like, oh, you know what? Even though it's a movie, that could actually like do something to your brain. This, it's like loose, like a loose belt. But but clearly, head. this is a high-tech like machine that one, you fall asleep immediately. Like like there's no you fall and it's so easy to use that she can use it. She knows how to use it right away. Regan. In a sleazy hotel. Yes. And she's also able to just take walk out of walk out of the room with it. It's like, doesn't get locked up or anything. It's, you know, it's easy to, to hijack. Which that, Lower? I mean, that hotel, that hotel was, was bugging me for a minute. Cause I'm like, is this father Lamont where he's staying? Or did he just like rent this place for the two? Cause there's a lot of, I mean, there's obviously there's like a lot oh, of weird oh. dynamic going on between the two of them throughout <laughs> the movie. But like oh, when they get to, when they get to the weird. CD hotel, I'm like, this just took it to a, a level. I don't know why but, I want to watch but it. But this is the first time Regan's <laughs> used this machine and the nurse asked her to go back in there and get the dot or get the, yeah. how does yeah. she know what she's doing? Like, how does I she know, know what she's <laughs> like, like, like she's a pro now. Tones. 
You it's ridiculous. Match my tone, father. Father, you need to match my tone. Yes, that's what lower, <laughs> lower, lower. And it made no sense because it, they were just trying to match. It wasn't like they were like matching somebody else's tone. They were trying to match the sound that was coming from that machine. And I was really hoping that they were going to try to like make that sound. They were just trying to like, they weren't even lowering their voice. It's not like Linda Blair was like going like deeper. It was none of that. So it was really, they were just speaking the same, but just the directions were different. And and like, first of all, she says about, she says, all she says is yes. About 15 times. Like yeah. the nurse kept asking her a question and she said, yes, yes. Oh like God. 15 times. Like was ridiculous. that the nurse or just like a secretary? Because there's some things that she says in this movie and I have a clip of it make zero, like zero sense. Like that she is in that position. Like you think she's actually a nurse or just like a... No, she's an assistant. She's probably her assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I obviously, mean... Obviously, uh, yeah, she had, yeah, she has visions of becoming, uh, you know, bigger. She was like, if I get in on this with this light machine, like if I'm on the ground floor with this, I have, I can go some places. So I, I need to... Well, they do make gathering. one thing... They make one thing clear that if when you use the machine, your eyes go cross-eyed and behind your head, you know, every single time. So, (laughs) and I love like timeline wise, usually movies try to at least like sync up like scenes the way they're edited it. And I don't know who edited this movie. So if they're listening, probably there was edit, there was edit in this movie. I just feel like, I feel like scenes were thrown together. That's what I mean. Like this one made no sense because we saw father Lamont talking to the Cardinal or the Pope. And the Pope was like, I don't know. Was that the Pope or a Cardinal? One of those. I, th- I, I think, think, think a Cardinal. I think a Cardinal. cardinal. Yeah. But he was like kind of being mean to him at first. And then Ozzie as soon Smith. as like his posse, <laughs> as soon as the, the, his friends left or his guards, as soon as he, they left through that like wall, then he was like, Hey, come on. And he was like, kind of like being friendly with him. Right. He, 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 he was so on and off with the priest one minute he's like he's like helping him second minute he's getting mad for doing his job you know later on in the movie but also is this the only priest that's able to do exorcism like is the only priest because like they feel like they're relying on him you know and off of like a woman burning herself alive so his 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 batting (laughs) average with exorcisms is not great and i mean so this is a priest but he first of all the whole reason they're doing this is because the priest that's already that's dead about what four years now? He's got a four case again. Ago. They're just they're just okay. getting around to investigating uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's four years ago, and he's dead already. Who cares? <laughs> what you know, yeah. like so yeah. And like the priest later on is trying, or is saying like the, the the church is trying to say that the devil's not real. This is a Catholic church, isn't it? Isn't a devil yeah, yeah. a big part of the Catholic church? Yeah, I don't go to church, but I, oh, I believe that. Yeah, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I mean, I, I wear this, but I. That's, uh, <laughs> Father Sharpenau. <laughs> no, but so then the reason for the editing part. So we get that scene, right? And he's like, you're going to go do this. But remember, this isn't an official investigation, which I guess they do that in the priest. They're like cops. It's like, hey, keep this hush hush. <laughs> That's exactly so, Father then, Lamont like P.I. Because everything he does in this movie is like he's like doing like private investigations. Like yeah. it's like he's he knows like immediately like he's never used like the light machine before. And, you know, when uh, when Dr. Tussing gets like trapped in like the flashback, uh, you know, and Reagan comes out, he's like, I know where she is. And like, he's immediately like, yeah. he's like oh, okay. Well, all right. Father. I do question if he's a priest also, because there's a point where a woman needed some help for something. And he goes to her and he goes, I'm not here for you. And he walks away. 
Like he totally ignored her and she needed help. So, you know, there's yeah. a lot of, you know. But and he shows up at the end wearing some like fancy shirt. He doesn't have the collar on. He's like dressed to the nines. He's like ready. Like he's like, I'm in Manhattan. That's, you know, where's Studio 54? Let's, there, let's go. There was also an extremely awkward question when she, the nurse ratchet asked no, something. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Like, oh, all right. That's, it's fine. That's the one I was talking okay. about. Right, no, back fine. to the editing. So he, we're having this like in movie B, we have the other conversation between the Cardinal and, and Father Marin. And then it's like, I want you to do this. And where are they, right? At this point, at the Vatican. I guess, and, I guess they're in the Vatican, yeah. Not in New York. And then what do we do? She, Ray, Reagan says, I don't want to do this like deep state machine, like the, the light. And then he's there. He's in the elevator. And that's not how you edit a movie. <laughs> There's a lot of time jumps that goes throughout this movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But no, so. Yeah, that. It just adds to the overall confusion because there's so much going on. There's like there's a lot of ideas in this movie, and but I feel like you don't really know which one to follow, right? Because like, who's the main character? Is it Father Lamont? Kind of. Is it Reagan? Kind of. And it's like, where where is this all going? And like, maybe they have like a psychic connection. Maybe you know, there's just oh my god, just, dude. And then that. Why do we have well, to get that? That I whole movies do that so much. Well, they also like when back to the machine. Like it looked like Nurse Ratchet was getting possessed. Okay, okay. Let's get back to the machine for a second because Nurse Ratchet was getting possessed. Why was Regan holding on to her chest? I understand. I, very awkward. Yeah. Very it was awkward. so awkward because she couldn't do anything about. It. Obviously, the, she was having some kind of convulsion, but then you had the 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 creepy demon girl whatever holding Which on the chest good. also For 1977 that looked pretty cool it did but like it didn't make sense like why is Re- they both were like bottling her well i like, think it's yeah. supposed to not to get too highbrow but i think it's supposed to represent like the the pull between good and evil it was there's, huh? like good reagan and then possessed reagan yeah but, but, Re- uh, but the good reagan didn't know that at first so she's just holding on to her chest when she was starting to like call, like, you know, when she was getting out of it. Yes. So there was, yeah it, yeah, it makes it very awkward. There was yeah. really weird. And yeah, but I will say like that, like the, the actual cinematography there, yes. with, like the, with the like heart, the, oh, the opaqueness of like the, you know, and, and of the characters there. I'm like, all right, well, that's like a, an interesting piece of filmmaking at least. So, so they got something that's correct. Interesting. That's one of the few things in the movie, but, but, but that doesn't, yeah. co- like that doesn't play at all. The rest of the movie, like her being no. possessed or anything, nothing. No, but they made you think. Well, no, there's something that happens at the end that makes no sense. But we'll oh, there's a lot into, of things. <laughs> no, there's a lot of it, but there's one that I'm just like, there was no inkling at all, which I guess is good in like a T- M. Night Shyamalan twist. But to me, it just made no sense. But let me yeah. play that scene that Jamie's talking all right. about. All right. Because uh, <laughs> I showed this to my wife and I'm just like, I feel like they missed something. Like they cut something or they definitely cut something. Yeah. Here, here it is. The long pause. <laughs> Weirdest conversation ever. Do you uh, do you have children of your own? I gotta yes, say, I she's do. pretty attractive. Too. I was saying the same thing. I. <laughs> that's Nurse Ratchet. I can't I'd believe like it. To spend more time with them. Just coming off an Oscar. To Must be, be difficult movie. with all your. But she looks good. Not to mention the complications of being divorced. Here's the line right after this. You seem to manage. Your heart is good. <laughs> it's hard to live alone. <laughs> Don't you ever need a woman, Father? Yes. 
Cut. Wrap for the day. And then Reagan comes in to break the break the tension. <laughs> the, the awkward like <laughs> silence <laughs> after he said that. Like, what was the pers- purpose of that whole scene? Dude, because it doesn't come into play later on. Like, I could see if well, maybe they start dating later on or something. Fine, you know. I think but- it's a setup later. I don't want to spoil the end. Well, I think I- it's a setup. What happens at the end when? Linda oh, Blair- when he gets a little. That yeah, but but, yeah. but but he's possessed but it, but though. Always- That's not him though. So well, right. I, I think it's it's all done so, so haphazardly so, that like so you have weird. to like really go back and think about it. And this movie is so bad. Like, do you really want to go back and think about to connect the dots? Well, I, I'm thinking like obviously there was some kind of sexual connection between the both of them because they're in a few scenes together. They're always close, and maybe there was a scene of them hooking up that's deleted or something. And I think that that I think that's what they were leading towards. I think because there seemed she was single. He's single, obviously, and they spent a lot of time together. So I'm, I thought something like that. Yeah, if she was possessed and maybe like was like later and said something to him, referring to that. But no, that whole scene was crazy. It was the so weird. That, it was just so weird. Like, yeah, no. But it, so I one thing I was saying, his response though, yes. <laughs> and he's like, he just he leaves it hanging. He just like, leaves it like, hanging, like, right? Like, <laughs> like you waited for something else. Like, okay, like what? Okay, and. Yep. Nothing. Like, nope. You're just going to sit with this answer. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I love when movies have like random things going on in the background. And I couldn't I, I couldn't find uh, the clip afterwards. Yes. I know what you're going to say. Are Go you going to say the kids the yes. kids in the background? Yes. Playing oh, with a I'm giant so, so rolling, rolling that thing that was rolling. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I was like, my mind was blown by what was going on in the background of but all these scenes. in every room, there was something weird going on. Like, seriously, like, it was like they were doing this. And is that where they live? Like, is that where they sleep? Because it looked like they had beds in some of these rooms. <laughs> I wonder what that was modeled after. If that was like a thing in the 70s to have like those. Because it was so, it was like, you know what it was really? If you think about it now that. Think about it. Each room was like almost like a hexagon, almost. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the, probably from above. It was like a beehive, so it was like hive mind or something. Oh. Because it was so weird in between, like where those kids were pushing the giant red nut, and then like the that. other kid was <laughs> using the bopper. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, like, yep, yep. I'm like, why are they not telling these kids to stop moving? That's all I could watch. I couldn't hear any. I know. Dialogue. It was more interesting than the dialogue that was going <laughs> yeah. on. In That's front why of they did it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, this this also blew my mind. Um, after the fire in the basement, you know, okay. that, you know oh. like so Reagan Reagan draws a picture of Father Lamont, and there's like flames around him, and he immediately knows like there's a fire in the building. I must find the fire. And he goes down <laughs> and he he puts it out, and so. Um, afterwards, like the fire department's there and they're all outside. And as they're walking towards the water, 
the fire department's got like the that ring that you kept that you would catch people with, and they're throwing kids up in the air with the. Like, <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't see what that. What is going on? <laughs> well, wait, but I but, but I did see the two kids skateboarding in the middle of this disaster that's going on while the fire people, uh, firemen are there, and you had these two sk- skateboarders <laughs> they skate skated right in front of their ratchet, and she's like, okay, like all these kids are running around wild. Like during a fire, like it was ridiculous. It was so, the seventies. It was a okay. wild time. Okay, we have to go back. So that makes me think they're they're li- they're living in those things because it was late at night. So that's that. Those are their rooms. <laughs> that's but, you know that's a great point. Yeah, it was. It was it was nighttime. Yeah. All right. So we have to get to this fire because okay. So are you remember the fire? The, the you remember the one with the drawing? So again, I don't like yeah. to use too many clips, but this is like <laughs> talking about the secretary. The fact that she hands out. it to him and like a nonchalant. That's I. Th- oh yeah, she, she's a great artist. Okay. I thought the drawing was of Nurse Ratched. <laughs> that looks that looks like Nurse Ratched, it, or, yeah, or like a David a, Bowie album. But that's supposed to be him, right? With yeah, the fire. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what she said. That looks nothing like him. It looks like a woman, I, and he I, knows I, right I away. Right, she might she might be possessed by the demon because I feel like she's starting trouble with that. She's like, oh yeah, she drew this. This is you. It might not have been him. No, it looked like Nurse Ratched. It looked like yeah. looked like her. And okay, so. He he goes downstairs because he knows exact. First of all, he knows the layout of the building easily. He's been there yeah. what once, and he knows exactly where to go. And he goes in the basement, sees the fire that he says, "I knew there's something there." So you have all these things around. So his 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 choice to put the fire out is a crutch. He makes it worse. <laughs> okay, he makes it worse. He would have been he, better off just he, letting that burn out. He actually take, makes the fire take off your. Works. I mean, Nurse Ratchet found a, a fire slinger shirt in two seconds down there. So did she he did. look? He he could take his jacket off, try to smother. No, he takes a crutch, which is made of wood. So you're you're trying to put a fire out with wood, and like the skinniest <laughs> thing to try to you know tame this fire. Not the smartest choice. No, uh, and but uh, and after what happened with the with the woman at the beginning, like Father oh. Lamont, just stay he, away from. Yeah, him. <laughs> I was going to say fires is not don't his friend. Don't cook. Don't do anything. <laughs> Don't grill. Get a, get away from yeah, any flames. Yeah. Well, that's why he didn't stop the fire in the beginning. He didn't know how to put it out. He has no <laughs> idea. He never went to school on fire safety. Day. And they, you know he why? They also it. didn't have any crutches there. If he had, had a crutch, then he would have tried. Can so. we imagine him just beating her with a crutch? <laughs> now I'm picturing him with like a holster with like two little crutches in it that he just kind yeah. of walks around with. Like <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, if you had a fire... Would you say like crutches are probably one of the last things you would think that we use? I mean, you're in a basement of a, a, a hospital of sorts that has, again, a fire extinguisher right right there that he clearly didn't even look at. I don't think a crutch would be anything I would think about using ever. Or, or the other option, it's in a little box. <laughs> what's it going to do? Unless it, they showed that it was like near like propane or something. But, they, but no, no, it was in a box. Right. How about getting more, I'm sure there's a sink nearby. Throw some water on there. No, Don't, the fire you're, you're gets already worse. Making it a much better movie by throwing logic into oh. something like you, know, <laughs> he, you establish he, like propane. Now there's an element of danger as opposed something. to like a. But well, you know it's funny. No when you see yeah, the fire yeah. first, it was mostly smoke. Like it was, it was mostly smoke. Oh, there was in that no room. fire. There was no fire. So fire the fire started getting bigger every time he hit it with the crutch. So essentially, the fire was out, and he was igniting the fire. He was. I mean, well, he might as well just have shown up with like a bottle of lighter fluid and just started like squeezing it onto the box. I mean, in his defense, he's a priest, not a fireman. So, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we have, we have to cut him some slack. 
I did see one of those fun facts on IMDb, and it said Billy Joel was inspired by uh, this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my! You remember that was a real story that I just said, <laughs> and Billy Joel was like, "Yeah, I didn't know," uh, and I just watched Exorcist too, and I thought <laughs> we didn't start the fire; it was always burning. Oh. And then he took out the crutch parts. He <laughs> is, uh, is, is Father Lamont like a lyric in that song? He sings. He it. There's be. like a lot. He mentions a lot. He might have slipped him in there. <laughs> But yeah, so no, then then right from there, he's like, he's like, screw this. We're going upstairs right now. We're going back into the dream world. But then Reagan's gone at that point. Because at this point, this is when we get the first uh, grasshoppers. When she has her grasshopper oh, God, locust yeah. scene. Oh, wait, are we in are we in Africa yet? Yeah, we're with the, the, the locusts. This this, yeah, this is our first okay. taste of so, that. So you see that one kid with the... Um, I guess the what is it? What was it? The like a slingshot or whatever he was using to swing around. Yeah. That's his weapon of choice to try to kill oh. a thousand locusts. It looked like one of those <laughs> do they, things that do they hurt you. Yeah, do they hurt you? It remind me of yeah, like a like a medieval weapon. You put right. the rock and you right like David and Goliath. That's but yeah, but there was a million locusts. So like, what, yeah, what yeah. did he like? It, it almost feel like they were only agitating them because like you know it's like you know I guess locusts. A thousand locusts is going to bother you. Yeah, I, that that weapon of choice. Not, I don't know. Just that whole scene. Yeah, they, I don't know what. Just, do the locusts kill people? Like I know in the in the Bible, I watched that one movie with. Uh, I didn't even know it was a religious movie until I started watching it. But with, Christian uh, Bale. Hil- no, Hillary Hillary Swank has that one. And in the movie, it's like a small town in North Carolina. All the well, all the parts of the plague happen. I think I I think what locusts do, and I could be wrong. Maybe I think they feed on crops and stuff. And I think that was part of it. Like, uh, I don't think I don't think with humans, I think it's more about like it causes famine because it, 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 if you I, I could be wrong. So uh, it'd be you more know. terrifying if they were eating people in this movie. Then I'd be like, oh, my God, then swing that I, thing okay. at them. So are, are locusts the same as grasshoppers? Well, they use grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> I don't know if they were in the same family. So, <laughs> But no, it's just this whole scene. We just hear bzzz, yeah. you hear like a ton of buzzing. And then just a ton of people screaming and dude. And then we get from there is when we get Sharon who lives with her. She was in the mm-hmm. first one. Yes. Yep. That's who it. is that's she? I, I, I had no idea who she was. I don't know what she was. I mean, she was basically uh, like live in help for, oh, okay. she was helping to raise Reagan in the first one. She is so nasty. Like, like again, why is the mom leaving her? Obviously, the daughter has a traumatic experience, but with this woman who really could care less about her daughter, she's yeah, she's dealing. She with does not like her at all. Yeah, oh, well, clearly, yeah. <laughs> but like, where they're at—that's two different apartments, right? Because I feel like when she comes in, the I don't know if it's this scene or the later scene. No, no, I think it's this scene because that's when she finds Reagan. Like we see Reagan like walking to the edge, like almost going to fall off her building because for some reason there's some opening in the fence and in the railing. But then when she walks in there and she's like, Reagan, and then Reagan is laying like behind the birds. And then that's when she throws yeah. the bird in the air. Yeah. But like at that point way she came in, cause when she opened the door, it opened up to like this big room, unless her bedroom's that big. It seems like the mom is so loaded as an actress that she has like two penthouses. Well, I mean, that's 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 major real estate, and even 
in the seventies in Manhattan, yeah. which was not, you know, not the best time for New York city, but still. I mean, that is... <laughs> yeah, I know. But Sharon so, lied to her. And this is when she goes to uh, show father Lamont the house in DC. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Frightening. I wouldn't go back there. I didn't understand. She clearly didn't want to be there, but yeah. she yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah. To meet him. Yeah. Couldn't you just give him the key? <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. I'm not sure what, like, she wasn't like, was really, she like showing him around. Was she Sharon like, oh. there for the exorcism? Like, was she in the, at all or in the first movie? First- she was in a, I'm trying to remember. Uh, She's like in the movie she, a lot, but I don't remember her being like. Like part of like, you know, what was going on. Like, she, like she yeah, wasn't like a she witness. Was like down, she was like downstairs, I think, uh, while like the priests were up. Uh, Cause it almost feels out. like she just has, she has like some resentment towards Regan for some reason. Yes. And, and yeah. like, I don't know if like, I don't know why, like, you know, based on the first movie, I don't know why. Like, it just seems like she really doesn't care well, about her. I think we kind of know at the end. Well, yeah, but was she like that the whole movie, though? Was that she was possessed the whole movie? Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was like a sudden thing. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Well, no. Uh, when you, when you, well, spoiler alert, she's possessed the whole movie. I think she's possessed the whole movie. I don't think her getting to the, the front of the house or to going in the house right now, like, makes her possessed she's bitter towards her the whole she is but she doesn't do anything to like sabotage anything like she's not doing anything like she's just bitter towards her i don't i don't think she's possessed the whole movie i because i don't think she i just think she doesn't want maybe she doesn't want to be stuck babysitting her maybe that's just why she's annoyed i mean clearly she walks around with see-through clothes you know uh for no reason so i mean maybe (laughs) you know she she, (laughs) so yeah i I don't think you think peter you think she's possessed the whole movie uh, I think that's what they they try to say is like the the deep Pazuzu has like been like dormant inside her. Uh, but again, like I feel like when you're comparing it to the original, like the the demon is like so so much more evil and and conniving in the first one. This in this one, it's just kind of like I don't know, if like four years, like just kind of chilling inside Reagan's body, like it lost its edge. But it's just kind of like, eh, but but does know. it does a demon? <laughs> attach themselves to multiple people like because that's i think it was i think it was influencing people i don't think it was possessing everyone i think it was influencing like because it said something to father lamont when it was like oh i'm you know what like the locust like ride my wings and so father lamont then like is like used you know using the i don't I, i'm trying yeah i'm just gonna stop talking okay but by, by the way <laughs> was was that a bee in the beginning like the first time we saw the bug like was that a bee or a locust because it looked like a bee when we saw the cyst uh... Well, we were flying on the wings, yeah. POV, yeah. It looked like a bee. It kind of did, and then we have the gold flying grasshopper yeah. one that is somehow waiting for him. It's like waiting for him at the house in DC. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so weird. What? Oh my gosh, man! It's like unbelievable. And then we get like another deep sleep therapy scene. And I'm like, how many of these can we do? Because in this movie, we got like three. Or- Maybe four. The one set, I don't know if this is the scene right here. It looked like Star Wars. Like it reminded me of Luke Skywalker's, you know, in Star Wars, like his home, like his those oh, yeah, lo- yeah, those yeah. huts. Like the whole that whole like little city reminded me of Star Wars. I wonder if it was like Oh yeah, it kind of looked like. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this other like not to go through all the light therapy like every single time. This is like where we get 
the Bazuzu, and then they talk about like Father Lamont in the flashbacks. Oh no, well it's Father Marin in the flashbacks. Father, yes. Correct. Yeah. Which again, and then like, I have that scene. Because oh my excellent. goodness. Okay. T- Holy cow! First of all, dude, the, the fact that they're climbing this. Oh. Ro- I mean, unreal. I'm thinking like, how how high is this thing? Well, it's pretty high. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, dude, I, I had it no idea. It was so high. And then when they showed down. that far away shot, <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> and it almost looked, I was thinking about this. I'm like, so obviously, I know a piece can be like cut out, and then there's a, a, a piece to have it connected. But the fact that they were like climbing in between the two, I'm like, <laughs> It's just but, to me. So like, that's the way they travel at. all the time. Like they have to travel. Like so, if they have to go to the store. That's where that. That's like they have to take an hour to get down there. You know, to get to that uh, temple. Ridiculous. Yeah. But then later, like to the, get to the, like, the whole the holy man, they just lower him down in like the pulley. Like why don't they I was going to say for everyone? How did he? And how did that fit between those two things? Because like, it seemed pretty narrow. So I don't know how that yeah. that, yeah, that lower elevator made it down. Movie <laughs> magic. Movie magic. <laughs> So so here is uh, Father Marin kind of like killing a guy. This is like a little Indiana Jones action. Oh, this this noise. But the guy just fell for. This poor this poor guy is trying to hold him up. <laughs> like a pinball. He falls like a pinball. Look at that dummy. Oh. <laughs> it's so light, it looks like it's floating. Okay, look how high this thing is. <laughs> and he's still and he's still going. He's still going. Like that's that's what the priest climbed? Like that's ridiculous. Apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, then they remember that because somehow that that's a big that's a big thing later in the movie. But oh god, that whole okay. So oh. but so they lowered the the head priest. How long is that rope? Because oh, that, that thing was there's no way there's a rope that long to lower that that little elevator and they they brought him down in. Another great point. Yeah, that, that does. It fell for yeah. 15 seconds. <laughs> At least, and it was slow motion. You have to, you have to think if he had one of those like squirrel suits, he might have been able to glide to safety because he was, <laughs> he, he, was he was trying it. He was trying. He was trying to. He was like spread out, like trying to, you know, slow his fall to no to no avail. Oh. Yeah, he, he had it for like a second, and then nope. And then the it's, guy was chanting like it's almost like the guy wanted him to die. Couldn't he have the power to? Hey, let me save this guy. No, he was possessed. Later, he was possessed. That was like, the same guy that like we that. hear her chanting. I I think so because they, isn't he chasing everybody? Because you, you you see the point of view from the camera later on, and everybody's running away from the camera. Oh, uh, I thought it was the guy in all white. I thought it, I, oh, I thought you, it was a- Gollum. The one, the one guy that had like yeah. he looked like Go- I thought it was Gollum. Like he, he, yeah, he yeah. like it was all gray or whatever. Like you know. No, I don't think he was. Was he the one that was possessed? I don't know. I thought it was no, the guy that was helping hold was. him up. Yeah, the right. Yeah. So I thought so, he was the one. That, the one that was in that video. The one that was just in that video. He was the one that was possessed. Ah, yeah, he's, okay. the, he's the I boy think. doing like the thing with the in the field with the locust. Yes. And so Father Correct. Aaron was like, "I got to take him to this temple because that's the only way that I can 
perform the exorcism. Apparently, like I have to climb this uh, right. like seven thousand foot cliff <laughs> to get to the temple. But the, the fact that like when they were they were running away, and all you see is like the point of view of the camera reminded me of the Naked Gun. Like when he's driving yeah. the car and like exactly. you don't like, see yeah, anything. I was waiting for the siren to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get that. It's so funny. Like when I talked to Steven and he mentioned like he worked on this movie for four months for like to be able to keep the grasshoppers alive and everything. And I'm like, man, four months is a long time for grasshoppers. But it makes sense because they use them so much in this movie because then we get right after this we, we're getting in, in in this dream we're getting like this chat between bazuzu and the father and then we get like the pov of the flying grasshopper and then that's when we get it like james earl jones who's in this movie growls cut to a lion and then he wakes up Again, like anyone's well, anyone's guess to interpret this movie, you know, we're, we're welcome. We're open to any and all interpretations. I don't think there's a wrong one. <laughs> it's just well, like it's kind of like a dream. music video. Like it's kind yeah. of like a music video from the '80s, like random images, and that's what you think of. But there's but I think the problem is you don't know this. whose point of view we're looking at, at, at. Like who's like who's in who's in a deep sleep? Is it we're looking at Regan's? Are we looking at the priest? We don't know. Like. I mean, I or was it's confused. a mind meld. I think it's sort of a mind meld because when she lies to the doctor and says, I, I don't really remember much. And then she blurts it out to the father when they somehow meet at the museum of natural history. Somehow they like, knew that she, he knew that she was going to be there. No, she was peeping on him. I thought, or she, she okay. so she knew that he was going to be there. First of all, how did she get around? Yeah. She's a high school student. She gets, she gets, she's, she's able to city. get everywhere. She's the bus. She is street savvy. Oh, I guess. Okay. I mean, okay. she's taking tap dance. She's, she knows she what to do. Tell me, she yeah, she can, she can jump <laughs> she, up on the A train. She she'll get up in downtown quicker than you can. She seems to be there all the time. But again, if you're talking about school, when does she go to school? I'm telling you, it's <laughs> it, that tap dancing is not school. That's it. <laughs> it's I mean, you know, if you had like hive. a if you had a sweet um, clinic that you can go to with like all glass walls, like that was like a honeycomb hive. I would pretty much spend all my time there. With, playing with like giant well she walks around like she runs the place like she literally walks around talking to patients she doesn't like she's a patient herself and she has she's full control to walk everywhere older kid she's graduating soon just the way she's like (laughs) just the way she's talking to uh from different strokes the way she nonchalantly says i was possessed but oh don't worry he's gone now and how quickly the parents take the daughter out of there like the doc is like no let's, you know she, she hasn't talked in so long don't take her away no we're leaving like you could just well, get no, up and leave did you did you hear like that's like the 1970s like oh my god my husband will beat me if i don't bring her home if Yikes. he can't hear her speak right now she was like fearful that was a weird that was a weird scene too yeah i'm my the only thing that could have made that better was if like if kimberly when Linda Blair is like, oh, yeah, I was possessed by a demon, but it's okay. He's gone now. And like, she just, you know, Kimberly looks at her and just does like, you know, what you talking about, Reagan? (laughs) 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 So then Regan, and this is like what I was just talking about. Like we're at the museum of natural history scene. She admits to the father, she remembers everything. And then the fact that we get (laughs) 
the names in this movie, I get it that it's set in Africa, but we get, so James Earl Jones is actually a doctor. His name's Kakumo. So right it's Kakumo, Kakumo and Bazuzu. <laughs> Some names. I feel the like any, they, they say, they say Kakumo's name so often. Like, I feel like every time you, you, you say Kakumo, like a beach boy gets his wings or gets a surfboard or something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But the fact that James Earl Jones, like the character that we saw that was like kind of scary earlier in the movie. And he looked big, right? When he was a lion, like when he growled, he seemed big. But then mm-hmm. we saw him as like in the doctor garbs, he looked tall and skinny. It was kind of weird that they were able to make him like that. But yeah, so then we get, uh, and then from there, th- that's when the father goes, I got to go back to the Cardinal. I got to go back to him. And, uh, so, the, so again, the cart. Yeah. I'll just say, so James Earl, Earl Jones is the kid that was swinging the, the, the weapon in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Or in a dream. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the grown okay. up kid. <laughs> so, so <laughs> who, a kid that didn't speak English at all. And it was like in an African tribe is now a scientist and speaks perfect English. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that yep. tracks, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's okay. what's so crazy about that? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hooked on phonics or like. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speak and spell. It works. Those things sure. work. But no, that the, but then from there, this is when the father's like, oh my God, I got to go back to the the cardinal and this is when the cardinal changes his tone like yes. you mentioned jamie he's like whoa again remember he didn't want to do this at all and then now he's like hey man whoa, whoa what are you doing we didn't want this to be a, like an investigation i'm like holy shit man like what the freak well you know it's it's i hate to keep referencing movies but it reminded me of rambo 2 they sent him before yeah. one mission and then yeah. they got mad at him for for you know going extra, and that's exactly yeah. what happened here. Like that's what I mean. Like the cardinal was all for him doing what he needed to do, even though he didn't want to do it. He did it anyway. And then he's like turned turned his back on him. He started getting nasty at him, and he, I think he like fired him. Right? Didn't he say you can't like or he something did. like? Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what, what the does rest he do? Of the movie. Rich, Richard he Burton's did. not doesn't have the collar. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't even realize takes, that. Is that what they do? They say, like, cops, give me your badge. And so, yeah, they that. took his, give me your badge. Like, yeah, they ripped sure, this collar sure. out. Like, give me that collar. You're through. You're through, Lamont. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just got, like, a note card whiskey. or a piece of paper and folded it and put it up there. So Pete goes from, like, like Father Lamont to Steve Jobs. <laughs> Those are like two oh, costumes right there. It really oh, was. <laughs> but no, so then from there, again, he he's a bad, you know, he's a badass now. He's on the he's doing it all by himself. He climbs up that dangerous way. He arrives again, what looks like a party. The, okay. When he arrives that, at this place, it looks like a party too. We need it. Yeah. There has yeah. to be another way to get up there. Like I yeah, I I I find Helicopter? it hard to believe that that's and, right. I mean, why why does he have to uh, climb up when clearly he he flew there to get there? So why can't he, you know, ask them, yeah, just drop me off the top? <laughs> just drop me. Yeah, I mean, he, ha- he has to go through the motion. He could have, like, just had, like, just oh. done, like, a low flyover and just, like, shoved him out the Ned side. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, Richard Burton does, like, a forward roll, gets up on his feet. <laughs> That could have been funny, like a Wooly Wonka role. No, but the fact that when <laughs> we see Ned Beatty, I'm like, this is awesome. Ned Beatty's in this movie? 
and then he's gone by the time yeah, I can two, enjoy two it. seconds two seconds because you thought his role because his character was billed as the way I'm trying to think of as a lady or a guy it says like oh he's the he he knows all the artifacts like religious artifacts in the area right like he knows where everything is and then he's gone i didn't realize that was him until they were flying in the plane like when he first came out but again i mean a helicopter but again if he knew where he was going he there there was a ledge up there he easily could have dropped him off the top like why why put him in the bottom to make him climb that ridiculous yeah you know to risk dying yeah yeah (laughs) nope not at all. And then we get like, so I tried to find it again, but there was like in that part when he arrives at that, again, it seems like a party again. There's somebody that holds up a cookie or like food that looks like a person. I, don't know. Wait, I the have fo- the timestamp. Wait, the food looks like a person? Yeah, they have like this giant piece of bread, but it looks like a big giant gingerbread man. And the guy just holds it for like one second. There's so many like, I got to go back and watch that one that Pete. Uh, Wait, you're gonna go back and watch? I'm not gonna watch all movie. I'm oh. just gonna skip through. But no, I love when movies have these background people like that nobody is telling to like keep them in check. But this guy, no joke, had like a cookie that looked like a person. But anyway, so back in New York, you have Doctor Tuscan. She's visiting Reagan, and she's on the roof. And then, wait, 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 wait. With with the, with the, with the priest there, is this the the topless girl scene? Uh yeah, this is where we received boobs. Okay. okay. Like that what was the purpose of that whole scene right there? Like literally, like he goes there and they, they like they played a prank on him? Is that like <laughs> sort of <laughs> it seemed like that, right? Kind of. Well didn't okay. they say they start boobs. chanting at him like he's a like he's a devil worshiper or something like that? And they, well, then they start throwing He rocks talked at him. him. Yeah. Well no, that that was after he showed him the oh yeah so that's a little yeah it's like right at this point like right after this is when the play starts so again at the same time there's a play happening in new york at the same time same time same time and but he goes down that he tells them he knows exactly where the body is how does he know where the body is he was shown it in the dream from the vision that he saw yeah the low in the dream he saw that we didn't see it Well, they, no, that was the per- that was the person that, oh, yeah. that was the person that fell, that fell down the uh, yeah. But the but cabin. we didn't. But but we didn't, when when the locust was flying around, we didn't see the dead body. So we're we're just assuming that he knows exactly where it is, like because of the, the locust cam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. that, that that's how it works. Okay. We just are assuming that he knows. So, so how about how about when he found the one guy because he was asking around, did anybody know Father Lamont? And the one guy goes, oh, he did. And then that guy turns on him first. Because that's like the first guy that sort of turns on him. And then everybody turns their back to him. That seems bizarre. How do they understand him? They don't speak English. Great point. Great point. (laughs) Okay. Tone. They they understand tone. They they, did like a very angry tone and they got upset. I need you to come down to my tone. Get down to my tone. Yeah, tone. <laughs> so come to my tone. So why? Why were they mad at him after he, they? Sh- he showed them exactly what they wanted to see. He said maybe they, they didn't want to believe says, it. I don't I think know. He says some. He says something like, "I rode on the back of uh, a locust or a demon." He, he says like he, on a locust. He, he, yeah. yeah, he he's like way too forthcoming with like his his crazy dreams and visions with people because you have to like you have to really lean into some of these because people are just gonna be like. 
dude, you're, you're, you're kind of messed up father. Like, is everything okay with you? But he yeah. just like throws like, how it do out you know there. So, You've so, never been here. So they're mad because he said he flew on a locust. They think he's, they think he's a that's, devil. That's that. Oh, okay. And then right. they I, I was confused at this like, point. How would somebody that's never been here before know that this is? Yeah, but they, but, but they didn't. Then why they question it in the first place? Like they, they were so on board the whole time until he went down there and showed him, and then they started yeah, like. Your, then they wanted to murder him. Yeah, and to your point, Jamie, like at least like the elder guy was was around when Father Marin performed the exorcism, so they know like correct like, there was a correct. demon involved. So like it's not like beyond. You know, it's not beyond the pale for them to be like, oh, yeah, well, there's some like funky shit happening here. But they immediately just go to your devil, devil worshiper. Let's throw rocks at you. And then this is where we get like the the psychic connection between Father Lamont and Reagan, because as he's getting oh. pelted with rocks, oh Reagan's God. trying to just do her little tap dance routine. And she's like, you know, <laughs> okay, writhing oh. around on stage. Okay, so and not one adult gets up there and see if she's okay. She 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 goes through these convulsions for how long? Like it's like almost like the entire dance, and it's like the instructor's like, "You do not stop the dancing until you know the dance is over." Because no one went up there and helped her. No one. No one. And the way she fell. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah. And what does the doctor do? She injects her with drugs. <laughs> Now I'm thinking like, holy shit, this is insane. What's going on? Right and now? she's telling no. him not to. She's she's yes, literally telling she's, him, don't inject me or begging, anything. Begging she's like, yes, I'm going to inject yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And in this, the next scene is where we got the Ned Beatty and then the boobs. Yep. So like all that was at that time. And then we get Reagan badass. She friggin wants that. She feels like she has to help out. And just pull out her IV and just, just, dude. First of all, when you pull out the IV, doesn't it like start squirting blood because that's, uh, like, I don't think you can just pull pull out an IV like that. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. But it's also where she steals the machine, right? Or she already stole it. She just walks in and takes it. Yeah. And that that place must be a hospital hospital that they could keep her in there, like, on an IV and, like, she was in a hospital bed there. But, so, but at the place where they were doing the testing on all the kids, yeah, yeah. So it's is it a hospital or is it like a like a like what what is the what exactly is the place? Because I mean, they really like don't explain that. I, I, yeah, I think it's whatever it needs to be uh, for that seat, particular scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh and and then I, I like I like when she's leaving though. Uh, I, th- I think they're like the security guard or someone says, "Hey, Regan, where you? Where do you think you're going?" And Regan goes, "It's okay," and she walks out. That she was the response that to the secretary. Yeah, the secretary. Like, and she says, "All yeah. she says is it's okay." And and I guess the secretary is like, "Okay, see ya." Yeah, you, you convinced me. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> bad, bad adults. I'm gonna steal your car now. Okay. What? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Why? Why'd you give him the keys? He said it's okay. But uh, so then there she connects with him. So they're already like forever connected, which we saw in the previous scene with him getting pelted with the with the stones. And at this part, this is where I was kind of wrong. Like from nine notes, it's so funny when we're doing this and you're writing notes like going along. I wrote like she's possessed for sure. 
Like at this point, I thought it was the opposite of what happens at the, at this point. But then we get right from here. This is where the father walks in, finds Kakumo. Oh my god, dude! How gross is this part? Oh, I that oh. that part was very gross. It, it, I'm glad it didn't go any further. You know, but oh that was god. gross. Yeah, it looked I, I, great. It did. Again, 1977. What a great when he steps on that nail. The fact that. I don't understand why he had to walk in that room because James Earl Jones was dressed again like the lion guy that we saw. In the no, he was dressed as a locust. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that he was yeah. dressed like a huge caterpillar. But yeah, locust. it was a locust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, so he, he says you to trust you or something, you got to step on this bed of nails. But it wasn't a bed of nails. It was like there were nails spaced so far apart. Like yeah. a bed of nails, I can understand, you know, it, 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 it messes with your mind. You walk across and because they're all the same level, you could do it. This was not a bed of nails. This was like one nail every like 12 inches. Like it's going through your foot regardless. Like that was like, yeah, yeah. oh. <laughs> and when he hits and the ground, oh. when you're thinking like, oh, my God, he's going to die. And then he wakes up in a hallway and James Earl Jones is the doctor. <laughs> he's just looking at him. It's so weird. It's just so like, all. it's so all over the place. <laughs> yeah and he's not he's not just a doctor but he's a doctor that studies locusts of course of course <laughs> it's a locust doctor <laughs> anyway do you think so there the is do you, you think there is i mean we, we we now know there's a bug guy in hollywood but do you think yeah. there's like a locust doctor like that like a locust scientist that only studies one type of insect is there an insect doctor there might be I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, if, people have pet insects. Okay, right? if if, if my if my tarantula is sick. Okay, yeah. so grasshoppers. But that's like saying that. Yeah. Fine, but but not one particular insect. It's it's like going to a veterinarian who only treats pigs. You, you bring a cat here, we're not going to treat it. I only treat pigs. That's the same thing. You're not going to have an insect doctor treating one type of insect, and because the room was filled. Like there were there was there was a lot of a lot of grasshoppers there. <laughs> that is frightening. Like you bring your do- you bring like your animal that isn't as popular to like the vet, and they're like, "Shit, I haven't worked on one of these in years." <laughs> <laughs> well, so okay, so were were those locusts in a cage? Couldn't they just yes, fly out of mean? Was it what was it? Was it a glass? It wasn't glass. It was a cage, right? There were cages, or was it like a solid glass, like like a fish tank? I felt like it was a cage. No, like, there were cages. Like, yeah, it was a cage because oh, James yeah. Earl Jones like smacks it at one point where he like knocks a few off of it. It's like because so so. Do you think that's a smart way to hold locusts? Is like bars, like cage bars where these <laughs> flying things can just fly in and out, like. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like the most I, practical way to hold on to locusts. If I was, if I was, if okay. I was a locust okay. doctor, All I right. would do it that way. <laughs> if I was a locust doctor, I'd make sure that they were very teeny tiny spacing. Yeah. Or like have no spacing at all. I mean, these are flying. <laughs> like, they got to breathe, Jamie. <laughs> okay, put little holes in there. But I mean, like, really, you have bars for these locusts that could fly in and out? Like, all right. <laughs> like, they're doing time. They're in a holding cell, like. They did yeah, something like wrong. a little stripe, you know, prison outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. So then, Doctor Tuscan, we cut to her. She's washing her children in the bath. The daughter. Did you guys look this up? I did not. Joey Lauren Adams. Wow. 
What? That was Gazing in the tub? Views. Really? She was the daughter in the tub, yeah. Why were you looking at the daughter in the tub? I looked at IMDb and it said the <laughs> the character's name and I was like, okay. I watched the whole movie. Okay. At, just... first I th- I, at first I thought it was Dana Plato's character, but then I was like, oh, that's not the same name. And then I was like, holy shit. Okay. This, right. You know what's weird? Looks nothing like her. Like with some kids, like Dana She was Plato, five like, years oh, old. She's probably like five years old. People still sort of have the same face. She looks totally different. All right. Maybe it was someone else. You think she tells people she was in this movie as a kid? <laughs> well, it was the first topless scene. Oh, my God. Wow. She's the best. She Days is good. confused. Oh. Big Mall, Daddy. Mall rats. All, so all those. Mall rats? Yeah. Great. So then, uh, yeah, so Regan has that, uh, we mentioned the sleazy motel earlier, but they're at like this, you know, our rental hotel. All right. And they, yeah. Okay. So first of all, how does she know how to use the machine? That's that's number one. I think, honestly, if we look at the way it was operated (laughs) and the rules of it. It's one button. It seems like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's just one button. All right. Fine. Lower. It's lower. And you just plug it in like it's a machine that you basically it looked like it was like could be like a, like a radio with like, you know, like CBs on it, like kind of thing. Oh, as it's a like prop? A simple, it was a radio a, yeah. with a little like okay. plastic belt and but wires it, that hung down. If they're both going under, who's getting them out? That's true. No, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you if, if it's I mean, if you're really using this the way they describe they use it, they're stuck in there until someone gets them out of there. Chris, there's no, no way shit, that dude i you mentioning that just i would love if they pulled like a pimp from like the hallway or like a hooker well to they, be their watcher uh you know what there was like a creepy guy staring at her when like in the hallway with no oh, shirt on like i mean like yeah. literally it was the yeah. sleaziest motel they possibly could you know went to but yeah, yeah in reality there's no way they get out of that i mean they, they're both under no, no. They're, you're, they're asking, you're asking all but somehow asking they do the get right. out they do, but I like Jamie. You're, right. you're asking yeah. the right questions here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But no, so they're in there and they're not in there too long, right? They, they, they start the machine and then from there, right? They see something because this is because I was watching it one and a half times at this point. It was like, there was no dialogue. It was just, we were watching for like, I feel like there was no dialogue for like 10 minutes in this part. And then this is when he, is changes he gets, like he's he possessed stu- at this gets, point because when say he get yeah. he gets stuck in in the realm and he's like kind of less like you know he's like just like i have to, i've got to get to washington dc and she she comes out of it somehow still don't know how she does it but she comes yeah. out of it but he's he's stuck in you know flashlight realm do do you think that's because he took the collar off and he wasn't protected, oh, and he wasn't protected anymore. Wow, could be. It's like a condom for possession. <laughs> yes, the collar <laughs> is like a condom. <laughs> pra- practice safe exorcism. Oh man! Yes, <laughs> exactly. No, but the, I love when they're walking in the nine to five, like commute of New York Penn Station, and like, and I love that uh, Reagan has enough time to make a phone call. And she calls and she's like, I really have to go. And you see him going down like that, you know, the Amtrak to DC, <laughs> like the same, those walls look the same as they do now. Like they, 
definitely shot that in Penn Station. Yeah, I think so. Oh my god, man. Jesus. And then what about the conductor on the train? Like, what a freaking terrible person that guy is. Oh. At first, he's thinking oh. she's robbing him because she's going in to grab his wallet to pay for the train. And the conductor's like, hey, don't do that. And then when he comes to, he says, leave her alone. She belongs to me. And no, like, red flags at all. He's fine with it. And, and he didn't sound normal either. Like, he, oh, no. he couldn't have been any more creepy. And the, the conductor's like, okay. That's it. That's, uh, that Howard looks the Duck. All I think of is Howard the Duck, Jeffrey Jones in the diner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the waitress is like, oh, man, he's just in a bad mood today. Not the fact that this guy's like not from this earth. A duck? <laughs> no, not the not even the duck. That's weird. But the fact that Jeffrey Jones. Oh, the, yeah, gone, yeah, 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 yeah. I am from the. <laughs> Uh, God, what a great movie. I wish there was a sequel for that. God, that'd be great. Be better One than day. this movie. <laughs> really? Like, oh. Oh, man. If I would have said, uh, Jamie, he worked on Joe Dirt too. I think you would have jumped oh, on that. Well, well again, if. No, because I, 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 I thought this wouldn't have been as bad as it was. Like, I did not expect it. Now, yeah, I would have. I would jump on. Well, I don't know. Joe Dirt stinks. <laughs> so then this is the part another part that i have a question about so dr tuscan at this point she's with sharon they're like she's going to dc we have to go wait, wait, wait. so how does she how, how does she know she's going to dc again she she had a phone call patched in from this assistant right but knew exactly where she's going oh yeah i think she mentioned he's has to go to the house and then they oh, figured okay. it out like All the right. house in dc all right but when, but when they're like thinking about like, oh my God, we have to stop. We have to save Reagan. We have to stop this evil. And they're like, oh, a car accident. Let me check this guy that's on the side of the road bleeding. No, but she but, stopped driving to help him. But Sharon, no, well, okay. I, I get that. I mean, you know, you see someone why? bleeding. You're, but why this guy could, I mean, he was just in an accident. Don't, don't be so heartless. Jeez. Wait for but the next guy. Sharon didn't want to stop. She, she, she was like, keep going. So, but she's a 100%. doctor. Okay, but she, you're, so you're telling me you see an accident and someone bleeding from the head and no one else around, you'd be like, "No, we got to keep going. We got to, uh, we got a movie at four o'clock. We got to catch." So, a sh- uh, uh, like a, a head doctor, like a shrink, they know all those things too. You have to know. Well, that. she uses the doctor line later on, doesn't she? She goes, um, "Something." I forget where she was, and she goes, "What now? I'm going to." Uh, she goes, "Won't do any good." She's a doctor or something. I forgot. She uses the doctor line later on for something that had nothing to do with being a doctor. <laughs> so I forget what the line was for, but yeah. All right. So uh, now I know that, you know, if I ever get in an accident and Doug's in a rush, he's not going to stop. If I'm saving <laughs> someone from an exorcism and yeah, I would think so. Okay. And, and at this point, they're on the train already and they're like, we're going to take a plane. So, Okay. Dude, this okay, scene, okay. I was not expecting No, this. but what was the purpose of it? Was there any kind of like, nothing. There was no reason for this to happen. Well, there's no there's no reason for it to stop. The way it like, no, he I, was just like, I give up. 
and let me shake the plane a few times with my mind and then i'm gonna just eh, i'm over it but that but that's what i mean like it, if it was an ongoing thing fine like it was <laughs> if the plane almost crashes fine but it was like the most major turbulence you could possibly have and then it stopped like for no reason yeah. and there's nothing else they- i thought i thought the plane was going down really in my head i'm like right I don't know. The, we're at the end of the movie anyway. Like, Correct. do Correct. we really need them to be involved in Correct. the last right? I'm like, that's what they made you think. Sucker down, man. Yep. No, that, that was just a little turbulence. For a much more interesting ending if that's that had it. happened. Without a doubt. But then you wouldn't yeah, have had. They didn't do anything. But then you would anyway. Th- but then you wouldn't have had the cab driver. So. That's true. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> or R.I.P. Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> He he's up there in my uh, mysterious deaths with Gordon uh, Gordon the dog from uh, the final chapter. <laughs> Are they alive? I don't know. Well, no, Gordon. Like, th- th- that's not a death thing. I, that, that's a just. I'm leaving the family behind, and I'm getting the hell out of there. He, a dog jumped out of a second story window. This isn't a cat. You you don't think a dog could survive? Survive? They could jump far and land. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe if he's tough the enough to go driver. through a window. So maybe the maybe the cat driver and Gordon are, are, uh, are are just going off on long walks together now. They're just kind of it's like we're both we, yeah survivors. See, we're survivors. Gordon, you, know you and I acquiring I, minds want to know. <laughs> I love to. I love that. I love that picture. I should Photoshop that them together. Gordon in the back seat. He picks him up. <laughs> so then we get from there. Then we get. The Reagan father. Oh my God. And how about the tropey oh. bus driver eating the, well, again, people got to take their breaks. I get it. But he's like scarving down this like comically looking sub for no reason. Again, like it, it, it literally, it does nothing for the movie. Get a move on. She needs to go home. <laughs> I'm like, wow. God. And then the taxi. So here's the part I really want to talk about. We, I mentioned earlier, but when he, when she said, uh, when Dr. Tuscan and Sharon get in the cab and says, you know, we gotta go to a prospect and he's like, Oh, I don't want to go there. Like, but when they, how does it tell what's spinning in the taxi? Like what is actually spinning it? Well, the, is that the they, locust? The, the locust broke the windshield at this point. So he's probably just like trying to steer and can't see, but did the, they break the, they did the, the windshields like tiny cracks. Yeah, I because thought, he punches through it, which is badass. Oh, that was, which is I think almost impossible. Like it wasn't that broken that to he was able to. Her, it. You? Yeah, I don't know the, the way he Maybe did a boxer. it. Okay, that's true. But no, the locust I think went right through the windshield. We're creating a backstory of this guy now. <laughs> boxer, he went to the local high school. So I think it was the locust. I think the the locust damaged it, and he was just trying to steer. And he just didn't know how to drive but it straight. Was spinning, it was spinning because he was. It pa- wasn't. He was panicking. I know, but it wasn't like left, right, left, right. It was like left, and he was just going big circles because the way that everything was spinning, I'm like, they wouldn't be moving. <laughs> the car wouldn't be moving if you're going 360 over and over and over again. A locust just moving. broke his windshield. Do you think he's thinking uh, straight? He was panicking. <laughs> I get it. Oh, I get it. But it would be like he's not moving at all. All right. But, but then I they like, crash, like that and then we get the. I like that he he straightens it out just he like he straightens it out just in time to go smashing through the uh, the front gates of, uh, of of the Exorcist house to get yeah. exactly and landed exactly where it needed to be. 
Yeah. That, that was such a no. Clark Griswold move that you land, <laughs> you know, you get in an accident, but you land exactly where you need to be. Yeah. And then we're, what happens there? And then we get the doctor. She's pinned in the car. We don't see the taxi driver at all, right? We don't even see him. They don't mention him. And Sharon is just staring at him. So you think and the taxi like, driver just got out and ran away? <laughs> Left him there? Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> only hope. <laughs> you white people are crazy. I told you not to go here and then just run. <laughs> that would have been I so great. But no, the fact that Sharon is just staring at her. And then this is the point. I'm like, again, movie, wor- worst movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Maybe a little saving can be happening. But she's just staring at her. And then she says the line to the doctor, say his name. I'm like, what? see, I, I was so up until that point, I'm so confused what's going on because sh- sh- the doctor's pinned and stuck in this car and there looked like it was gasoline all around or whatever. And Sharon yeah. just staring at her like, I'm going to leave you there and go in the house myself. Like, I thought she was going to yeah. leave her. Like, so, you know, it was just like, it was very weird. First of all, again, I had no idea who Sharon was the entire movie. I'm still like trying to figure out what's the connection to Regan because because I don't remember the first movie. So I was so confused what she was. And the fact like that she, all of a sudden she got possessed. Like it just it seemed like, again, we could we could discuss whether she was possessed the whole movie or not. Um, but you really don't know. So the fact that they no, you don't. Right. So they hammer this right at the end out of the blue. It was like, what is going on? Like, why is she possessed? No reason. No reason. No reason. And what she does, <laughs> there's no reason. Like, yeah, well, what was well, the point of the that? The purpose of that, like, I guess she's possessed and the Bazuzu wants her dead. So it says, like, hey, step on to. But why, though? Because she has nothing to do with Regan and, and the, the priest. Like, like, she's just like an innocent bystander in this whole situation. So why, like, why possess her and then just have her kill herself? Yeah, no, it, no, it makes no sense. They they do it because I think just purely for the reason so that it calls back to the beginning of the movie. Like it doesn't make sense, but it's like, oh, remember the woman like lit herself on fire at the beginning. So, oh, hey, remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 but 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 at the same time, the priest is possessed with Pazuzu and Sharon at the same time. Like in the first movie, you had the one person, you know, you had Linda Blair possessed and that's it. And that's really what happens. Like a, a, a demon doesn't possess more than one person. It's like they enter the body and that's it. So the fact that she, what the are you, demon- the, what are you, the demon police? They can only <laughs> do one body. Uh, excuse me. That's how it works. You've never done research. That's how on it de- works. <laughs> what you think a demon just possesses other people. And more than once people can multitask. How many <laughs> like- demons were possessed? How many people were possessed in the first movie? Only one, but maybe okay. that was his first possession. Oh, no. They can only be four years later. He's practicing, working I, out. I don't think so. Figure it out. I don't There's think something so. he can do to. F- the, the, Bazuzu did something. The fact that she just burns herself makes zero sense. And then the, again, then we get uh, like an evil Spock, uh, an evil Captain Kirk scene at the end of the movie, which kind of reminded me of when we covered uh, part six oh. of Star Trek. But dude, the fact that there's like the evil Reagan in the room that that did not make sense father, at all, and and the father's necking with her. Yeah. But 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 so it was a clone of of Linda Blair. Like what was the, like that made no sense. 
Like what? Why is there another Regan in the room? We're using that phrase a <laughs> because, lot tonight. Because I, I, well, but it's so it like if again, and because I'm an expert on demon possession, um, when you when you possess the body, you're you're possessed the whole body. You don't split the body in half and you become a different person while the other person's still walking around. And again, that's because I'm an expert on demon possession. Demon yes. possession sure. expert. <laughs> but uh, no, so when she when she's like looking like she did in the first movie and she's talking smack and then she like switches to Linda Blair and she's like very sultry. Like it's kind of weird, like seeing the two different people. And I really thought we were going to get some kind of body double and like some kind of like struggle between the two because he's necking with evil Reagan. And then in seconds he's told to like, you have to kill her. So he goes over to good Reagan and then she busts out the poor K like she knew because somehow she had some connection to something evil since it happened in the first movie, because how did she know saying Porquet would set him off and give him that memory? Well, because she had all those memories of the, that kid in, in Africa. Oh but yeah. She did have all, she those, had that connection. Yeah, so that, yeah. and that's why she was doing the same exact dance that he was doing, like moving around the way he was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. why did it work for her and not him? And he, you know, like he, like he, he, and then he got possessed later on, like nothing. So he, she did the same exact thing and he did. He has the same healing energy or whatever that she has. Why did it work for her? I mean, and and why would you attempt it knowing it didn't work for him in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and my my question is, um, <laughs> you- you've got like so, uh, like the poor K line, like unless you're like really paying attention, like I feel like there's like, it, it's like such a bad payoff because like that first scene where, where they're saying it, yeah, they're chanting it, but like, I almost, was well, two like, hours ago. For, yeah. I completely <laughs> forgotten about it. So like the payoff is her saying it at the end, but at that point you're just kind of like, that, yeah, that's what, that's what triggers them. All right. Why not? <laughs> so why didn't they say it the whole time? Yeah. Like, like, like that's, that would have that would have that makes him think you could have you could have saved at least forty five minutes in this movie if he they, if they said it earlier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but then she says that, and then this is where the floor starts. Like she's like the the floor opens up, and this is where the father has to pull her heart out. And again, is he possessed at this point still? Because wouldn't the possession stop him from doing that? I guess good conquered evil and he was able to control his body, but does he have the strength to rip someone's heart out? Why? You see that a lot in movies. Why not? (laughs) What is he? Kano in Mortal Kombat? Uh, Excuse me. Roadhouse. Oh no. It's at his throat. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, okay. That's much easier to pull a throat out than it is your heart. It is. There's no, Dude, there's all bony. Okay, how about the guy in Indiana Jones? Temple of Doom. Okay, there you go. Temple of Doom. Okay, so. <laughs> Caliba. Right, we'll give it Caliba. a <laughs> That's a sequel. We got to do that one. I've been trying to get a, um, which is a short round for the longest time. So I got to I gotta keep trying. He's not in that one. Is he? Yes, he is. Yeah. That's the one, that's he's, the one in? he's in? Okay. That's the one he's really? in. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, that is the one he's in. He's the only one he's in. Although, oh, yeah, 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 although yeah. he's in the new one, I think. 
with with Harrison Ford because they, they they showed oh, us, that's... they showed a clip of them or something like them hugging on on set or something. I saw yeah yeah I didn't know if it was on set or something. That's yeah. pretty that's a cool callback if they do. Yeah that. yeah so yeah really cool. But yeah, I oh, know I thought he was in the I thought he was in the first one. What's her name? No no the no, no hottie from Animal House. She's from Animal House. That's uh what's the it? Raiders Raiders Kate Cap no oh Kate Cap show is in the second one. Oh, you're talking she's about. Oh, you're talking about yeah, his 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 girlfriend from the, the bar. No, 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 no. She Karen he's the second Karen one because Allen. don't forget he gets possessed. He got a Harrison Ford starts uh f- punching him or something like he gets possessed or something. He starts whipping. Right. Oh no, he starts whipping him. It's been a while. It's been oh. a while. I'm gonna revisit those. Yeah, it's a good movie. Well, let's uh, finish this uh, <laughs> dog <Please>. shit pile. <laughs> uh, so then, no. So then we, he pulls her heart out. We have Sharon. She's burning. And then again, we get then we get like the weird POV of one locust slash grasshopper that's flying, and that one goes through the window, and that opens it up for all the other ones to come in. But why would why would the demon? Fake uh, Regan even have a heart. Oh, ag- agreed. <laughs> right. I mean, because it's not even Regan, so it's not a real thing. It's it's a it's a de- like I don't I don't think they have the same functions yeah. as a human. So yeah, okay. Just one so of you're those... saying demons don't poop or pee? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Actually, you know what? Based on my my I, knowledge I, of demons and possession, I'm going to say they don't. They don't. They don't <laughs> poop or pee. They don't eat. At they all. don't. They don't eat. Can we, can we just like make mention of the fact that like Sharon, you know, is burnt to to a crisp. She has like one line at the end where she like makes eye contact with Reagan, <laughs> and you know, it's like like okay, now I'm saved. And then she, you know, she dies. And what what does Doctor Tuscan do? She leaves her on the stoop of like a neighbor across the street. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, someone else will take care of this. <laughs> well, would you want to hold her at that point? She looked like a no, burnt marshmallow. But, I, uh, but, oh but, but, they, but, but this is the doctor that stops in traffic to help a guy in an accident rather than that's save true. Like, the, Yes, but patient. she's dead. But she's dead. What's she going right, to do? Well, she's so dead. That's, that, is that the, that's the line that but you're the paramedics and, and not for nothing. I don't think... Uh, don't forget, she's also leaving her... She left her in a car while she was pinned in a car. So you think she has any love loss for her dying right there? That is true. It's a fair point. That's a good point. Here's I didn't even think about that, but here's an even better question for both of you. How loud is all this shit that's going on? Obviously, like the car crash, we have the house breaking apart. Not one neighbor comes out. And yes, <laughs> I was like, dude, I start my lawnmower and every like man in the neighborhood comes out and be like, hey, I guess we can do our lawns now. And I'm like, what is happening? The fact that nobody comes out and to go back to what Steven said in the interview, like the, the accident that happened on set, when you see like her on the stairwell, that kind of looks like Linda Blair, unless they had a perfect like body double. But when you see that far shot and that like those wraparound stairs are kind of like moving and I'm like, oh my God, are we have to see somebody like actually get hurt in this scene? But no, the fact that no neighbors at all, but what happens once the fire when you first time we see the sirens everyone walks out at the same time like they were just they didn't want to be the first neighbor well you know you think about how long this whole scene like in like their time 
it was a long time. Like what was going on? It took them that long oh, to get the fire truck. Loud. There. I mean, they should have been there the minute that Sharon went on fire. Like yes. that fire, that explosion, that car accident, that should have brought the fire. No, it waited for the house to be ripped apart. And how long was that ripped apart for before they even got there? Yeah. See, at least with like poltergeist, when the whole house like disappeared, like the neighbors are outside, all the neighbors are outside watching this happening. So like, you know, like that's the way it should be. Like they should have showed some neighbors going on. Like, what the heck's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Or the fact that the father just like kind of like leaves the house with no words and just like, just well, his like job's done. Outside, his job was done. <laughs> so I, was, I think it's something to be said about. Uh, I think it's like Georgetown is a very well-to-do area of DC. So I just think it's like the neighbors there, are just probably you know a bunch of you know rich minding their own business. Folks that yeah, like yeah, don't don't need to know about. <laughs> It's the third yeah. taxi that's crashed into this house this week. I'm not not gonna bother. <laughs> oh, another family argument. Oh, forget it. All that yeah. yelling. Another possession. Remember four years. Oh, ago? another house ripping one. apart. Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that line that she says later, and she's, "I'm sorry, Regan. The world won't understand yet." And in my head, I'm like, a real shocker, like a a one that would leave you, even though if you're at the movie theater, you're probably walked out by by now i think <laughs> i don't know there was a lot of movies in the theaters back then so maybe like you hung around but if the father like i was thinking i had like what if the father like killed her right there because like, he is still possessed like she doesn't he isn't this doctor who already has a soapbox with all of her patients and probably like influence to be able to like spread what happened because she's going to talk about it right well how about the fact that the mom of Regan left the care of uh, Regan in the care of the doctor and Sharon. Sharon's dead. Yeah. The doctor says, "All right, you go with the priest." The mom doesn't know the priest oh at God. all. You know, but yeah, go live. Go live with the priest now. Like, yeah, <laughs> she just passed the woman's child off. Yeah, <laughs> and they just start walking off into the sunset. Oh, I forgot the way the movie ends. Like that whole scene is Regan just starts spinning. And spinning and spinning and spinning. Doing ballet. The crickets like fall asleep. Yeah. And then they disappear. Yeah. See, now I want I was I was waiting for the priest like to turn his head as they're walking away and have a little like, you know, Freddy Krueger moment and like something, something yes. to show that he's still possessed. Oh my god. Like are they well, uh, are they in the third one? Are either one in the third one? No. Right? No. So George no. C. Scott is, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so William Peter Blatty that wrote the original Exorcist, no part of part two, he came back and directed part three, which is based on loosely based on one of his books called Legion, which is like a loose sequel to The Exorcist. So you have characters from the original in part three, and then I think they they kind of tacked in like a, an exorcism at the end because I don't think there's one in the book, but they're like, we need an exorcism. It's Exorcist three, so they kind of. Threw that in at the end. Like, um, I don't know if we can get away with this if we don't have an exorcism in here. So, you know, just film that too. (laughs) Well, why not? It worked. It worked for what the like, like my my talking pony didn't even have a pony in there. So you could you could have a movie that had nothing to do with the title. (laughs) I love you calling it my talking pony. It's called a talking pony. Oh, I'm sorry. Which. I would watch. You're thinking about my. I was. I I combined them both, but I would still. As bad as that movie is, I would watch it over this one. 
Like if I had oh, to watch both, and this is this movie got ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is wild. I, which it's is high. wild that it got any percent. Kind of high. <laughs> it is high. <laughs> it's ten percent too high. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, so that's access to the heretic. Let's go to our guests first. I, I'm trying to think of like something that isn't too like. Uh, but like Pete, is there any way that this movie could have been good? Do you think like well, of what we saw? Was there any way to you think actually make a Linda Blair like Reagan focused sequel like do anything? Uh, I don't know. I, I I heard that they did a lot of rewrites on the script. Like Linda Blair talked about uh, when she got the original script, she was actually excited about it, and then they did a ton of rewrites, which usually is is a kiss of death for for movies like this. So. I don't know. I mean, there's some, there, there's maybe like an interesting theme. Like I think they say it at one point where I don't remember if it's James Earl Jones or father Lamott says something like does like ultimate good attract ultimate evil. Like, I think there's maybe like a theme there they could have explored that might've made for a better movie. But there, again, like there's so much going on and like nothing really, like you just don't care to connect the dots at the end. So I think it's, this is rightfully, um, considered one of the worst sequels if not one of just pure just straight worst movies of all time it's, it's it is uh it is it yeah is a turd. <laughs> to follow up like a great yeah. movie that's that's, uh, that's the thing that i think makes it even worse like if this was a sequel to a movie that was already like a straight to vhs kind of thing then it'd be like all right whatever maybe it wouldn't have that much of a of that like designation that it's like the one of the worst ones ever but it's kind of wild <laughs> like it's so insane before i ask uh jamie <laughs> so Pete, what do you got so on fan to fan podcast i'll put the link in the episode notes for people to check them out what do you guys have coming up soon oh thank the rest you. Of October? Um, yeah so we're we're very much in halloween mode so uh we're doing a lot of nice. revisiting john carpenter movies we've had people on um, talking about Escape from New York and, and, um, and, you know, some of getting away from like Halloween, but like talking about some of Carpenter's other, other films that are so, you know, amazing and badass. And, um, and one of the things that we're doing is we have a lot of, uh, our guests, uh, kind of giving their top five Halloween movies for the season. So we just kind of go run through that and we're just having a great time. Like we love having people on with, just as we loved having you guys on to talk about what you do. Uh, and your amazing podcast and, you know, and talking sequels. Um, it's it, for us, it's about connecting with other, you know, other fans and other people and just you know, getting their, getting their takes on, on stuff that we love. So it's just more of the same of that on fan to fan. Nice man. Well, this is some kind of foreshadowing, but what's your favorite out of the like John Carpenter Halloween? Do you have a favorite sequel? Uh, I, you know, I like, well, not I of like just Halloween. his, like out of like the, out of the Michael Myers sequels, do you, do you yeah. have any, do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, I was always intrigued by part three, but I don't, I guess that's not considered, that's not a Michael Myers sequel, but I, I, part two is, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's kind of more the same, but I think part two holds up just because, um, you know, yeah. Dean, Dean Cundy, who did the cinematography, like it looks like a John Carpenter movie. <laughs> Uh, even though he had a little bit less involvement in that, but still, I, I think Halloween Two does a great job of carrying the first one forward. So I'm, I'm always been a huge fan of that. No, I like Two. I, I love Four. I don't know why. I always love four, Part Four. Is, is something Four is solid. Yeah, very solid. 
But thanks, Pete. Jamie, is there anything that you think could have been like, say, like, is this way like a Regan dri- you know, driven sequel work? So I was thinking about this when you asked Peter that. And I think, I think what could have worked in a different way is had, since we already saw Regan. A possess- demon expert like yourself on? Well, I'm, I'm going to explain <laughs> why I'm a de- demon expert. Okay, but, good. Okay. So I'm going to say, you know, we already saw Regan you know, possessed in the first movie. So the flip should have been that the priest was possessed the whole movie and, you know, doing priest things or whatever, but being like, you know, having the devil in the whole movie and Regan trying to help him like to have the roles reversed in a way like, and I think that might've worked a little different. Like they've done that in movies, you know, where the the priest is just, you know, not really being close to yeah. God, but doing the opposite. And I think that could have done something different. I think having her, like, first of all, it's Linda Blair. Really? She wasn't possessed at all. Really? And like, like she didn't need to be in this movie. Like really it wasn't, it was all yeah, about yeah. the priest. So I think, you know, it was just more focused. Like if he was, if think if he was possessed, um, maybe, maybe a little change it, but I don't know. I, I just think the way the writing was and, and how everything was like mishmash. Um, it just, doesn't work any way you would do it. If it was the same writers, it still wouldn't work. Um, absolutely not worth watching for anybody. Um, and I hate saying that, you know, um, but it was a bad movie. It wasn't, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. So I mean, yeah. I heard the third yeah. one's really good. You know what? Watch the first and third one. Um, but not the second. There's no need to watch this. Yeah. It's funny. Like every movie, I always try to find some endearing thing that I'll remember forever, whether it be like a song or, some funny line like in mirror mirror three like one of the worst movies we'll ever cover but there was just like this the overacting by julio in that movie at least made something that i can remember there's nothing in this movie i'll remember minus the do you ever long for a woman <sighs> yes well i i think and that's I, that's it i think part of it is also say like mirror mirror that's a bad movie they knew they had a b movie like they you know like it, oh, yeah. it's a little different where this movie is following a huge box office movie right the big movie uh big cult following so like the fact that they're following that and they they put out trash like this that makes it worse you know and i think you said it before like if, if this was a sequel to like another movie that wasn't a big movie fine you know what it, it falls in the same line but how do you how do you follow a movie like that and be this bad like not even yeah. not even close to being good like this bad so um i think that's part of the problem i, I was gonna say real quick Pete? you know it's it's um Sure. It's batshit. It's like it's a it's a batshit movie, but it's also like really boring, which is like a really difficult thing to achieve. Like normally, if something's batshit, oh, there's something so interesting boring. to it. It's slow, but it's like it's crazy. It's slow, and there's there's like no tension to it. So like it 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 rides this fine line of being like really crazy, but at the same time not really interesting. So it, it's it's bizarre. Well, yeah. The, the other a- aspect of it is like, so the first movie when it came out, what years? Nineteen seventy what? Seventy three. Seventy three. Right? Okay, so it was a scary movie. You know, no one made movies like that, and it was a scary movie at the time. So like, that's what the draw. It wasn't a big budget. You know, the the scenes were very confined in that in the bedroom and all that like scariness. So I think they they had something that would a small budget scary movie. Then you go here and there's not one scary thing at all about this movie. Like you're thinking like there's going to be scares. There was nothing like it was everything. It was more comical than scary. Like there wasn't, they didn't even try to make it scary. And I think that's part of the problem. Also, it's like, they really had a completely different movie than the first movie. Yeah. 100%. Pete, 
Thanks for joining us for uh, Exodus 2, The Heretic. And then the reason I asked you the Halloween question before, a little bit of foreshadowing. It's our third year in a row. It's our fourth ho- like ho- Halloween season, but our third year in a row, we're going to be doing a Halloween. And that the skin of our teeth, uh, I reached out to Ken Kierzinger, a friend of the podcast, uh, Freddie vs. Jason, he played Jason Voorhees, even Don the Mass and Jason Tex Manhattan. He, for a split second in the interview, goes, yeah, I'm actually friends with the guy who played Michael Myers, uh, Brad Laurie. So I reached out. I said, man, could you connect me with Brad? Like, I think that night I get a text from Brad Laurie, who is the man what a character love talking to that guy <laughs> lots of stunt work over the years and just man so so much fun talking to brad about his career and how ken was like such a influence at, you know getting him involved he has a great story about you know god man uh jack lemon doing a scene where he falls through a table and jack lemon's like and you know as the actor is like Oh, are you okay? And like helped him up. And he's like, wow, what a great guy. Wait, My dad loved Jack Lemmon. Wait, Jack Lemmon's in the movie? In No, not in Halloween 6. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, no. So, uh, yeah. So it was real cool just to hear about, obviously, the stunt work. But Halloween 6. Oh, Halloween 6. Halloween. I think it's Halloween 8. Halloween Resurrection. They made so many of those after that point. Yeah, that was number 8. Well, but I, I haven't seen it either. So this is all new territory for me. So, yeah. So this is one of those weird ones because they were using what the technology was at that time with people using the Internet more and like video streaming. So some weird elements, but I think some of them actually do work sort of. And the cast is all people from that time. If you watch movies, you're like, I know I- that guy. I know that girl. Like there's a ton of people in it, which is kind of cool. And Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks. Looking fine as ever, but yeah. Let me ask you: Do you now knowing you know I'm the bad guy in in these 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 uh, reviews? Do you think I'm going to like the movie? Oh, I don't know. It's one of the, it's, it's still right. panned as like one of the lower tier the uh. Michael Myers movies, but <laughs> I don't know. There's there's some cool. I don't. I think it's like uh, Jason X ish in the way. Like there's some cool things in it, and I think the movie kind of like moves along a little sure. bit, but. Uh, Man, but Brad, you guys are going to love him. He's so cool, man. At the end of the interview, he looked behind me. If you're watching on video, I have a bunch of like VHS tapes and a couple autographs. And he was like, oh, what's your address? I want to send you one from that. He did a bunch in front of the Myers house that they actually built in a warehouse so they could film at night during the day. That's awesome. But uh, no, it'd be cool. I'm just happy that we're going to be able to cover another Halloween resurrection. I think I might have saw this in the theaters in high school. But uh, yeah, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, follow us on all social media at sequels only, and don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys.